Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That is what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. Be it joy and laughter, sorrow and tears, awe and insight, or deepest devotion, as we visit and listen, we are all part of a spiritual voyage called Song of the Soul. One of the great mysteries of the ages is why some people of enormous talent shyly resist their talent for years, while others of such minuscule gifts confidently broadcast from their paucity. Don't get me wrong, my hope is always that a person lives out their heart's calling, whatever their gifts or lack thereof. But I'm musing on this because I feel so keenly the beautiful music coming from today's Song of the Soul guest, Leslie Evers, and I am astounded that she has released only one album to date, while her singing, her lyrics, and her music are clearly the tip of an enormous glittering iceberg. That's what you'll have the privilege of encountering today for Song of the Soul, as Leslie Evers sings her heart and soul, and those she's known, with enchantment and beauty, as she joins us via Zoom from Palo Alto, California. Thank you so much for joining me today for Song of the Soul. Thank you, Mark. Before we got on the air, you mentioned you've got two roommates for the period. You normally occupy the house all alone. Is that good to have some company during this period of isolation? I think it is. I mean, I don't know any other way. I've lived alone. I've lived with people. I've lived with family. But I've never been in forced isolation. I think it's great to have people around. Although if they weren't here... I think I'd probably be singing really loud all the time and playing music. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be awesome, too. I think you should do it for them. They'd probably need more song in their life. They're really great to have. Actually, they're not here this week. So it is kind of nice to have the house to myself because I am writing right now. And it allows me to just do whatever I want orally. I kind of like that. What are you writing? I'm writing a hymn, actually. (laughs) Nice, nice. My first hymn, I've written sort of gospel-y type inspirational things before, but this is what I would call in the classic style. It's obsessing me, actually. I dream about it. I'm harmonizing it all the time. I've got this new app that everyone has called Acapella. It's on your phone, and you can sing into it, and then you can harmonize with yourself. So I'm having a lot of fun with that. I'd really be excited to share it with you when it's done. But I wrote it all very quickly in one day, and now I'm polishing it endlessly. So I think that's how it works sometimes. Do you have a perfectionist streak to you? Yes. And is it only for music or is it for orderly things? I would say it's more for when I'm writing. I do tend to plane things a long time to get them really super smooth. You can't be perfect, but... You can know when to stop. (laughs) Well, that's one of the things. Perfectionists, since you can never get perfect, sometimes never want to stop. That's why I was wondering. Oh, well, I do have a lot of unfinished things. I will admit to that. But that just comes from starting so many things and having so much inspiration that I have a pile of unfinished things. That's the great bane of my existence is not having finished all the things I want to finish. But this one is definitely taken hold of me. It's not going to let go of me till it's done. 
Is there any chance you'd be willing to sing a line or two or give us some flavor of it somehow? Well, I'll give you the title. It's called The Rocky Way. I'm not ready to share it melodically or anything like that, but it's we have this this hard way that we have to go, and we know that someday we won't have to do it anymore, but still we want to stay. So if you know enough about hymns, you probably grew up singing some. At what point were you part of the choir? There is never a point that I wasn't in the choir. That is how I learned my music. I was taken to church as a child very regularly. I went to a parochial school when I was young, and we went to church every day and sang every day in the choir. Learned all the hymns, and I don't sing them anymore because I don't go to church regularly anymore. But that music stays in your head. Some people consider it kind of boring music, the English hymns and the Anglican tradition. But I don't think it's boring at all. I think it's marvelous, actually. And when I go back, which is just once in a while, I get this flood of nostalgia. I even went to Canterbury Cathedral. I guess it was about 10 years ago. I was in Canterbury and I thought, well, I better go because this is, you know, this is the seat of my religious tradition. So I'm going to just go to this big old cathedral and see what it's like. And I knew every word. <laughs> and the back and forth, it's exactly what they do in the in the traditional Episcopalian churches. I don't really think they do that as much anymore, but the way I was raised, it just resonated so much with me. And I even took communion. I got the worst flu of my life <laughs> a week later. <laughs> so not protected from the germs, uh, sipping from the cup. They've discovered that now. Going to church isn't really the best idea for people who are trying to stay healthy. But it did feel good to go at the time. Well, I'm going to do something a little bit different than I usually do. Frequently, I talk for 10 minutes and get to know the person because I want your music to be presented in terms of who you are. This is your music, right? This is your song of the soul. So who is Leslie Evers is very important. To launch it, I'd like to start with one of your songs right now. So can you pick out one of the songs that you'd like to share for your Song of the Soul? What should we start with? I'd like to start with Wonder Woman. And do we know any Wonder Woman in the room? <laughs> there's self-deprecation going on in this song. That's how I see it. It's mm-hmm. There's a lot of modesty or I don't know if it's even self-doubt. How close is this to your heart or how How much of the day do you feel like this kind of Wonder Woman that you're singing about in the song? Yeah, it's a song that I think of as being a song of of longing and loneliness. Um, But I thought the word wonder was a, a great pun. You love puns. So I thought, well, there's a lot of ways that wonder can be used in a song. Well, there's Wonder Woman, the hero, and then there's the wondering about yourself. And then there's the wonders of the world. I mean, it's a very useful word. <laughs> it's poetic because it can be used in so many ways. But yes, it's a song of powerlessness, which is in another song that I have. I don't know. It's it's hard to talk about because it's probably the song that is closest to me personally of all the songs I've written. It's the most autobiographical. It was written at a time when I was very lonely and I just didn't know if there would be anybody out there for me. Also, the longer you are alone, the stronger you get. And I think women sometimes worry that if they're too strong, that men won't want to save them. I don't know if that's silly, but that's how I was feeling at the time. And so that's what the song is kind of about. 
We'll now listen to Leslie Evers' first song for her song of the soul. The song is Wonder Woman. Here she is. I can leap to tall conclusions in a single bound Then faster than a speeding bullet I am falling down If I ever get to fly I would not question why it's a wonder I still try I am Wonder Woman And when I sense a villain near I'll be taking that my lover for the year Holy heartache Batman With my x-ray eyes I'll be seeing through all his lies Just not my own surprise I'm one For Song of the Soul, we have Gal Gadot here. Oh, wait, no, that's the wrong Wonder Woman. <laughs> it's, it's Leslie Evers. Her website is leslieevers.com. Any question on spelling, come via northernspiritradio.org. The song, Wonder Woman, 
clearly in a moment of doubt, of wonder. It's a wonderful song, by the way. Thank you. That's another sense of wonder that you maybe didn't quite have. I didn't think of that. (laughs) Thank you. And that's from your recording, I Can't Remember My Dreams. How many recordings, how many albums have you released and how many have you not yet released because they're still on your list of things to be done? This is my debut album. And why is it your debut since you've got songs going back forever and ever? And I, so the, the other part of the question was how many are unreleased that you've been holding on to? I don't know how many I have in me. I do have another one I'm working on right now. I have, I think, enough songs that are good enough by my reckoning. I'm very tough on my own work. So unless something is really great, I don't want to record it or release it. And I'm really proud of this record. For good reasons, yes. It took me a long time to get there. And a lot of the songs are newer. I've been writing since I was a child. And I just think it took me a long time to get good enough for me to share But I have been doing this a very, very long time, and I've been doing it in secret for most of my life, and now I'm ready to share more of my work, that it's more of a communication and less of a therapy for me. (laughs) What has freed you up? What makes it possible at this time? Well, I'm a better musician, so I can play. I'm much better at performing. I was always a singer and always a writer, but I don't think my, my musicianship skills were up to snuff. And so I started in midlife learning to play guitar and banjo. And that takes a while to get good. I just, I had to get good enough to present my songs in a clear and competent way. So what did you do with all of your musical overflowings in this time when you weren't ready to give it out to the world? Did you just sing to yourself all the time? You sing to your son? Did you sing to the dog? I mean, I understand the feeling for me of having songs that need to be sung. What did you do with it at that time? I recorded them all on cassette tape, and I still have those tapes. Do I actually have listened to them recently? You know, these tapes I made in my 20s, and my voice sounds completely different. And I also have these stacks of papers that are just like napkins and ruled paper and printer paper and backs of envelopes of songs that I have written on whatever was handy. And I have folders that say 70s, 80s, 90s, 21st century. (laughs) So I have them organized by decade. And they're basically just piles. I love them. It's like having a little diary. And I go back and look at some of the things that I've scribbled. And if you go to my website, you'll see a bunch of them all spread out. I think of that as my, my psychological and my artistic history. So what did I do with it? I just, I wrote it and it's in a pile. Well, let's share some more of your music right away. What do we go to next? I'd like to play I Can't Remember My Dreams, because that's more of a character that I wrote. All the songs that I, that I have, they sound very confessional, but some of them I go into a narrative voice. I wanted to talk about the idea of the song of the soul, how these songs express that. And my feeling is the soul is, is a part of us, or maybe it's just me, that connects with the eternal I think that love is eternal, 
It drives the universe, and I think it's central to our experience, and it's also outside human experience. I think it exists. I can't prove this, but I think it exists outside human experience. And so each song is a different way of somebody trying to get to love, and it doesn't have to be a romantic love. It can be familial love or forgiveness or empathy or any of those things. In Wonder Woman is more longing, and this one is a song of regret. And when you learn your lesson, then maybe you can get to love. But anyway, this one is, I can't remember my dreams. It's about somebody who's basically broken her own heart by not following her instincts or following them the wrong way. I don't know. Anyway, I love this song. It's probably my favorite one on the record. Which is why you chose it for the name of your debut album, and folks, we are here with Leslie Evers today for Song of the Soul, and here is her song, I Can't Remember My Dreams. It must have been beautiful For I awoke in tears I get up to write it all But it always disappears Third of my life spent in slumber That's a pretty big number it seems But what good is rest if you're missing the best I can't remember my dreams I can't spectacular ways they'll only bring you trouble you're liable to sleepwalk through all of your days it was easy to simply dismiss him he had nothing on my Stop being that kind of a girl Who loved holding hands And sitting by streams I sleep very well No one can tell I'm unraveling all At the seams I just can't remember my Lock my house tight, but I, 
I can't remember my dreams I just can't remember my dreams beautiful singer you just heard is Leslie Evers. Her website is leslieevers.com. If you have any question about spelling, come to nordenspiritradio.org. I Can't Remember My Dreams is title track of her debut CD. And you can hear the pining, the sadness, the regret, maybe, in that song. Yeah, that particular song is... I mean, I I was thinking of a couple of different people as I was writing it, but that character is is not my character. But one of the things I have learned as I have gotten older is that when you're young, you have a certain number of things that you want in a relationship. You want somebody to be a certain way or you have needs that need filled or you maybe you need you know someone to take care of you or maybe you want somebody tall or I don't know what people want (laughs) they're crazy because what you really want and what you really need is somebody that you love all those things that you think you want become completely unimportant when you find a person that makes you feel the way that you need to feel And I think that that's what the song is about. I don't think I ever had the wrong priorities that the person in this song had. But I have come to realize that as time goes by, the things on the list really do not matter. Unless you have a really good list. (laughs) Do you still have a list? I don't have a list. I have gotten rid of, well... The main thing is, I mean, you want someone to be intelligent and you want them to have a sense of humor, you want them to be self-sufficient, whatever. That's your list, right? But in fact, the real list is feeling good when you're with a person. That's soul, communication, and being happy. And you can break it down and say, well, I need X to be happy, but that's not happiness itself. That's just your formula, and your formula may not be right. Well, I'd like to pursue some more music from Leslie Evers. What's next? This is a song I'm very fond of, and it's a complicated song, even though it's just solo banjo and voice. Oh, by the way, I wanted to mention something. The guitar player on the album, for especially I Can't Remember My Dreams, is solo guitar by Woody Mann, who also produced the record. And he's an incredible musician and he helped me through this album and he plays all throughout it. But I did need to mention that I I can't remember my dreams. He did an incredibly beautiful job of arranging that song. And I just want to thank him for that. So last call is, well, why don't we just play it first? But knowing that it's, it's written from the point of view of a child a hundred years ago in West Texas. The song is Last Call. It's on Leslie Evers' album, I Can't Remember My Dreams. Here we go, Last Call. Oh, the rapture is coming, my babies, and we will all be called to be sat down in judgment at the parting of
that will be his last call Our money won't go for a doctor It rarely will go for the rent The check never goes to the grocery store Perhaps cause it never is sent of history in that song last call by leslie evers you said it was like for a hundred years ago 
for me, you could go back about 50 or 60 years and it could be <laughs> maybe a little bit of what I saw with my parents. I actually grew up in a badly alcoholic family. Did you have connection with addictions enough to know any of the stuff you talk about there experientially? The story is a story of my grandfather as a young boy. It's actually more like a 120 years ago, turn of the, of the 20th century. He grew up as a, a young child in West Texas, and his mother and his father, I don't know what it was like for him, but I do know that when he became older, he never spoke highly of his father, and he always idolized his mother, said that she was the source of all his strength. He always had a statue on his desk, and it was a, a statue of a pioneer woman holding the hand of a little boy, and that's how he viewed her. And he never, rarely spoke of his father. I guess his father was an alcoholic and not too good in the home. I did some research, and what I had found out, and this is, I already knew this, but I just found out more, that they had met when they were on a wagon train to South America, and they were in a colony in Argentina, and they were pioneers down there, and it didn't work out for them. And I think they had lived a pretty exciting life on the road and trying to make their way. And since it didn't work out for them, they just went back to West Texas. And I don't think there was anything to do. <laughs> My great-grandfather was just used to this exciting life. And he had been on the Oregon Trail and all that stuff. And so I think just sitting in a tumbleweed town was too much for him. And I think he, I think that's what happened to him. I think he got bored, became a bad father. That's why the, the song has some kind of a sardonic attitude to it, because I'm trying to empathize with everybody. I'm trying to empathize with my great-grandfather, who was drinking. My great-grandmother, who was trying to hold the family together with the Bible, and she had, whatever, six kids and ran a boarding house in Monahans, Texas. And my grandfather, who was just taking everything literally, didn't know what to think. It's just a little boy. And so I was trying to take on all these characters at the same time and give them all forgiveness is what I was trying to do. And a lot of people listen to the song and they say, oh, that guy was a real jerk. But it was actually my way of trying to come to love and resolve the whole thing. And I played it for my uncle. My uncle died about five years ago. And I don't know if I played it for him. I think I told him the story of what I was going to do. And I said, does that sound right? And he goes, yeah, that pretty much sounds like what happened. <laughs> That's how he his father is what you're talking about. Yeah, his father, my uncle's father, was the little boy in the song. But I, I have forgiveness for my great-grandfather because I think it was just tough all around. Back. I'm, I'm glad. I mean, times are hard now. Don't get me wrong. But I wouldn't want to have lived then. And people can follow it by going to leslieevers.com and getting the album, I Can't Remember My Dreams. I want to remind folks, you are listening to Song of the Soul website, northernspiritradio.org, links to all our guests the past 15 years, the 40-plus stations that carry our programs nationwide, an opportunity for you to comment on and rate the programs on the site. Please do that when you visit. And there's a donate button, which is how this full-time work is supported. It's by you, not by government, not by corporations. It's by you, the listener, just as it should be, a relationship between us. Remember also to support your local community radio stations. 
do I really need to tell you that local media is so important, voice that's authentically from the community? Please start by supporting them. And then go to leslieevers.com and find her recording and fill yourself up on all of the rich music on there. It's both the rich music and I could endlessly listen to you sing, Leslie. I am so entranced by your voice, by your, your heart coming through your voice, and then the content of the songs. I do detect a, a fair amount of sadness in you. What's the balance of sadness in your heart? Some people only write songs when they're sad, by the way. I know a little jubilation going on in some people's songs. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, uh, music is, has been my partner. It never complains, and it always listens. It lets me be sad if I need to be sad. When I'm with people, I'm not usually sad. I like, I like to be around people, the people I choose. <laughs> but in my relationship to singing and writing is expression of loneliness and grief, and, and that's how it was for me growing up. I was a pretty lonely child, even though I had I came from a very happy family with lots of kids and doting parents. I was felt separated from people all the time. I don't know why. I think I got used to writing sad things because of that. But I don't want to constantly be pouring out these dolorous things. I think it's it's good to have other types of expressions. I don't know. I'm, I'm glad you like my voice. That's an understatement again. I didn't put it that lukewarm. <laughs> oh, I like her voice. Yeah, her voice isn't too bad. That's almost speaking Minnesotan, you know. Oh, it's not too bad a voice, I guess. And what I would love right now is another song from Leslie Evers. Let's play Powerless. Actually, I wrote this song on the banjo, but I didn't know how to play the banjo. So I took banjo lessons specifically so that I could perform this song. And then I got so into banjo and old time music that I took a detour for like five years. But I still did have this song. And I think I was beginning banjoist when I recorded this. So you'll have to forgive my simplicity in performance. But yeah, so the inspiration for this song came from the idea of, you know, that song, Seventh Son, um, the one they call the Seventh Son. And it's just about a person full of power can do everything because they're the seventh son. I thought, well, what if you had all these powers, but you couldn't get what you really wanted? You couldn't get what you needed. And Randy Newman wrote a song like that called Lonely at the Top, which is a great song. But so this song is a song about just having all the power in the world and not being able to do anything important. So that's just the preface to the song. It's Powerless by Leslie Evers. I can see stars until almost midday I can see angels laughing on high But I can't see you saying goodbye I hear the softest, the strangest of things I hear the rustle of dragonfly wings I can hear spring under mountains of snow But I can't hear that old train whistle blow
can keep wounds from becoming a scar. I can keep lightning trapped in a jar. I can keep worlds from colliding, but how can I keep you from leaving here now? got Leslie Evers here today for Song of the Soul. That's her song, Powerless. Where are you on the power quotient, Leslie? Well, I'm the opposite of the person in the song. So the person in the song is the point of view God. Here you are able to do everything, but you can't make people love you. In the end, it's really what you do for others that's more important than what they can do for you. But can you imagine being a, you know, an all-powerful being and looking around and seeing people not believing in you or not loving you? And what would that be like? So if you're the opposite of the person in the song, that means that you don't have any powers except that people love you. <laughs> that is a most wonderful observation. It makes me feel so good, Mark. I think you hit the nail on the head. <laughs> yeah, I have to think about that, actually. But I just I was thinking about how lonely it would be to be God. Pretty lonely. Well, let's continue along the journey of your Song of the Soul, Leslie. What shall we share next? There's another song I'd like to share that I did not sing. It's sung by Ed Johnson. The music is by a well-known fingerstyle player and composer named John Miller. And I wrote the lyrics. It's called Freshette. And it's about tapping into the eternal. Keep springing forth within us, fresh out. Words written by Leslie Evers and performed here by Ed Johnson. Spring bubbling 
from the ground, ocean bound to a small waterfall tumbling into the sea. Yesterday is lost, and we cannot forget. But you could swim forever in an ocean of regret, or you could step in the spring, clean and free, endlessly changing. So here I go, tumbling into the sea.
from the ground, ocean mound, just a small waterfall tumbling into the sea. Yesterday is lost, but we cannot forget. Well, you could swim forever in that ocean of regret, or you could stay. all pretty clear that that voice was not Leslie Evers' voice. The song is Freshette. She wrote the lyrics for it, and it's on Ed Johnson's recording, Over That Wave. Who wrote the music for it? Who did that part? John Miller, I I think I mentioned that. So this is a piece that's uh, one of his very well-known pieces. He wrote it as an instrumental. I don't know, is there anything that called to mind for you when you were listening to it? The theme song for Song of the Soul is a song called Song of the Soul. And Chris Williamson, it's her song. And on her debut album, she included that song and another one called Waterfall, filling up and spilling over like an endless waterfall, filling up and spilling over overall. Wow, that's beautiful. It's a beautiful song. She's got a number of really incredible songs from that very first. And she's created so many wonderful songs after that as well. So Freshette seemed natural to me. I mean, it seemed, of course, that spring that comes up. I don't know. I think the lyrics speak it better than I could describe it. But it's uh, it's it's not a sad song. It's actually a, a happy song. So I was hoping to give you something a little more joyous. Well, let's finish off your song of the soul here about that time. One last one. How are we going to reward the audience for lasting all the way to the end of the program? <laughs> Well, I used to sing with this jazz choir caroling group called the Griffin Carolers. Ed Johnson and I wrote this song together. It's called Nunca Mais Desespera, and it's a a Christmas carol. And uh, it's done in kind of a Brazilian style. I think that they did a great job in performing it, and I'm really proud of the song. And I, I love working with Ed, so. When you say they did a good job, doesn't that include you? Aren't you in the choir at the singing? Don't know if I'm actually in this recording. I'm not sure if I was there when they recorded this particular song. I mean, there's 30 people singing and, and a band performing it. And I actually don't think I'm in this recording. And we should mention that it's a live recording. I mean, it's, it's a live performance. This isn't studio with a choir. Yes, it's, it's, uh, it's a live performance. It's not in a studio. You rattle off the Spanish just fine. But many people maybe don't know this means despair no more. Yes, it's um, it's Portuguese because it's written in the Brazilian style. 
and decía, nunca más desespera, never more despair, or no more despair, and then desperara jamais, despair no more. That's the chorus. That's not the chorus, it's a, it's a refrain, actually. There's a verse, a chorus, a refrain, and some clapping, and you'll hear it. <laughs> well, that's how we're going to end the program. I do feel like the time's gone by too quickly, Leslie, because I want to spend the afternoon and more with you. You know, from 2,000 miles distance, it's challenging, but fortunately, thanks to Zoom, we get to see one another, and that makes my heart feel good. And I thank you so much for sharing your music, the gift of your voice and your lyrics and your heart, and for joining me here today for Song of the Soul. Thank you so much. And nunca mais desespera, despair no more. And this is being performed by the Griffin Carolers, which is a choir under the creation of Ed Johnson and Carol McComb, founded back in 1975. Yeah. And so the song was actually co-written by Leslie Evers and Ed Johnson. We're going to listen to it on the way out. Again, thanks so much, Leslie. Thank you, Mark. And you'll enjoy this song, I'm sure, and come back and enjoy us next week with Song of the Soul. Here is Nukumais Desespera.
The theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it is called Song of the Soul. Check out all things Song of the Soul on northernspiritradio.org, guests, links, stations, and a place for your feedback, suggestions, and support. Send your Songs of the Soul to me, Mark Helpsmeet, via the info on our website, and join us weekly for Song of the Soul.